0: This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. Who, me? Yes, 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 yes. Me and you. Uh, a, a few podcasts back, I was talking about being afraid of aging and being afraid of age. <clears throat> and the interesting thing is, and I mentioned this before, is like, okay, if, if I have another 10, 20, 30, or even 40 years of living left on this planet, do I want to live in fear of aging or fear of dying, basically? And that's um, a question I think every one of us, I, I don't know that we ask our, ourselves that question. I think we just kind of inadvertently live in fear. Uh, And this isn't uncommon. I mean, I think a lot of children uh, may not feel safe in their life, in their home uh, or at school, someplace where they don't feel safe. And so they learn to, to live in fear. And as they age, they take that fear with them most of the time, unless they've done some work or have been given an opportunity or a lot of opportunities to see that they are actually safe in the world and that the world is a safe place. But that isn't the experience that most of us live with. And especially in aging, where the decline into decrepitude is um, what we believe to be just what is, uh, we are afraid of every single moment sometimes, or afraid in every single moment of what's next. And we can feel that in our bodies. We can feel the stress, or we can feel the angst, or the anxiousness. We can feel a sense of perhaps grief, or loss, or sadness. Uh, we can feel in trepidation. We can watch ourselves try to control everything so that we don't have to face the inevitability of death, I guess. Um, I've spoken about a friend of mine, uh, Barbara Urschel, who was a client as well, who she was so afraid of living and dying that she went to the doctors all the time. And what that meant, living on Orcus, was she'd have to go off island like <laughs> two, three times a week to see her heart specialist or her eye specialist or her uh, whatever specialist it was that would potentially keep her from being afraid. And in, inevitably what happened with her, because she was really, she was working with me as a coach and really doing her work, she came to a point where she said, I'm not afraid anymore. And I And so the rest of her life, which at that point was very short, a matter of of hours, she didn't know she was going to die in a matter of hours, but she had given up the fear of dying and the fear of aloneness in that process. It was really a remarkable, for me, it was remarkable to know her and know the courage it took her to let go of that fear. And she was 83, I think, when she died. So I as as i spoke uh you know in that pos- podcast about you know being afraid for, for the whole time that we're in this aged person you know part of our life do we want to be afraid and and so if i'm i'm putting that out there then i have to actually do the work and look at it more intensely uh to say okay here's here's what's true. It is really hard not to be afraid of stuff happening. Uh, but stuff happens. Um, we try we, we try, and we plan and we do whatever we can um, so that we don't have to face the fears, basically. Uh, so we do a lot of distracting and ignoring and denying and avoiding uh, ourselves in that place that is afraid. Uh, Tracy Goss is somebody that I I, I have a, her book called uh, The Last Word on Power, and she talks about dying before the battle and what that means. Like it comes from Japanese sa- samurai warriors who knew that in in a you know in a, it was in, inevitable in a sense that at some point they are going to die in battle, but that the mission is greater than their their. Um, than anything else. Their mission is greater than anything else. And so they were willing to let go of that fear of dying. And die, in a sense, let go of everything. (laughs) Uh, As Yoda says, let go of everything you're afraid to lose. And in that process, you become open and accepting that death is, at some point, gonna happen. And in that process, then we're able to live in peace and serenity. Now, the 12-step program, every recovery process, every recovery program that's based on the 12-step program is based on the same principles of admitting you're powerless in the circumstance, uh, ad- admitting that in turning your will over to a greater power, because that's all we can do. So um, the point in this is for, you know, for me to be curious about, okay, how do I stop carrying this fear around, the level of fear that I do carry? How do I look at the choices that I make and how I make those choices? So my point is, is I'm going to die. You're going to die. There's nobody that has not died (laughs) in human form. It basically hasn't happened as far as we know. So for millions of years, people live and they die. And there's an element of us and, and a part that exists because of our humanness and our ego that says, hey, I'm going to beat this one. I'm going to be the only one ever to beat it, but I'm not dying. And the point is, is not, not that we're afraid. We're, we're afraid of what we don't know. We don't, uh, we're afraid of what's, what is, um, we don't know, right? And there's a lot of people who've had near-death experience or other experiences that have tapped into the other realm where when we die, we go to this other place and actually we don't die. Uh, we change forms in a sense we don't carry the, the human suit with us, but we're still who we are. There's so many people who've had that experience and believe in that life after death experience. And so they live with less fear. And that's a really cool thing. But I think most of us uh, live in fear of suffering, uh, live in fear of uh, pain, live in fear of losing our independence. Uh, we live in the fear of, of having no money so we're gonna be destitute in the end. So uh, if, if that's what you're afraid of, then it's really in, in what uh, the, the samurai say is like, okay, imagine that that's what's gonna happen. Uh, imagine that's as good as it's going to get. And I love the, that phrase in the movie uh, when Jack Nicholson plays a part in, and he's in a psychiatrist's office and he comes out, talks to all the people who are patients and says, what if this is as good as it gets? And and I use that with myself to say, okay, what if this is as good as it gets? And, and if it is, then really be in the presence of that as opposed to Uh, The trying to avoid it, uh, trying to avoid the truth of it. And coming back to Tracy Goss, her point is we keep trying, uh, you know, when things are good, we go, yay, things are great. And they are as they should be. But when they're not how they should be, then we say there's something wrong with me, something wrong with them, whoever they are, or something wrong with it. And that something wrongness, then uh, we can't be with it we we, we're blaming and we're shaming and we're doing stuff as opposed to accepting like it's not a matter of what should be or how life should be but what is the isness of the situation the isness of our living the isness of our dying and how we want to proceed through that now there's this, this question that keeps wanting to come up which is the you know whether it's Uh, how you choose to be with uh, your health and well-being, whether you choose to use Western medicine or alternative medicine or meditation or whatever it is that you're choosing, how are you choosing it? Are you choosing it from fear or are you choosing it from your essential knowing, that inner guru part that says, okay, here's who I am, here's what's true for me, here's the way that I want to be in my life, regardless of how long I'm going to be. And I'm going to live in that um, as fearlessly as I can. Now, that's a big practice. But I <laughs> I encourage everybody to go in that direction, because otherwise, we're just avoiding life. We're, uh, we're afraid of living the truth and our truth. And um, and if we're afraid of living, we're not living. We're just in the process of, of dying, I guess. Uh, there's a, a saying uh, about w- whatever it is, let's say relationship is we're growing it, killing it, or letting it die. So if we're not engaged in living fully, aware, conscious, and express, expressing our fullest intention, then we're either letting ourselves die, a slow death, or we're killing ourselves uh, in certain ways, maybe through through a substance abuse or something like that. So I'll continue this in the next podcast. Um, but I want to at least address that we are at choice on how we um, perceive life in our humanness, how we perceive death in its ine- inevitability, and how we choose to be in that unfolding of what's next. All right, that's pretty much it for now. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.